Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Dr. Jordan Peterson talking about waking up in the morning. I chose this episode because, simply put, Dr. Peterson is right. When you wake up early in the morning, you get more out of the day. You're able to get a jump start on life that helps you get ahead in relationships, work, or anything else because you have simply put more hours in the day. And it's not just a qualitative conclusion, it's a mathematical conclusion. Because if you wake up two hours earlier, but go to bed at the same time every day, you have an extra two hours a day to yourself to get things done, to work on the problems that you need to work on. And I think another thing that Dr. Peterson pointed out that stood out to me was to get on a calendar. A schedule certainly does keep anxiety away because as long as it's on the calendar and you can see it coming up or you can carve out time for it, you're not worried about is it getting done. So I challenge you to impose discipline on yourself. Get up early in the morning and stick to a schedule. Calendar it. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The other thing you should do if you're not very industrious, industrious is discipline yourself. And so what do you do with that? Eat three times a day at regular meal times. That's a good thing to practice. Because that starts to put some stability into your life. Get up at the same time. I would highly recommend all those young people out there who are listening. Like, you want to get a jump on life? Get the hell out of bed in the morning. You know, as I've got older, I've got up earlier and earlier. Now, that's partly because you don't need as much sleep. But it's also partly because I've got more and more disciplined. Like, get up early in the morning and get your things done. Man, learn to get up at 6 in the morning and you'll be one deadly creature, especially if you can get to work. You'll have half your damn day done by the time other people haul their sorry asses out of bed. And so that's a massive, massive advantage. Look, Warren Farrell, the author, he outlined data in Why Men Earn More, which is a book I would recommend, by the way, showing that if you work 13% longer hours, you make 40% more money. It's nonlinear. So you think, why is that? Well, imagine you had 10 employees and one of them works an extra 10%. It's not much. Well, how often is that person going to be promoted? Assuming you have a clue as a boss. It's like you're going to look at the 10 people and you're going to think, oh, that guy's always here like 45 minutes early. It's like, why don't we give him the promotion? Obviously, right? So these these small edges that you can manage like that, work an extra 10% or extra 13%, have non-proportional payoffs. That's part of the Pareto distribution. So get get your sleep cycle organized so you get up in the morning. Learn how to do it. No excuses. I'm too tired in the morning. I don't like mornings. Who cares? That's not relevant. It's like discipline yourself so you can manage it. Schedule your meals because that's a good disciplinary routine. And then learn to use a calendar like Google Calendar. Most of you, many of you out there do not use a calendar. Okay, a calendar is not a prison and it's not a tyrant. Not if you use it properly. A calendar keeps anxiety at bay. It makes sure that you do what you need to do, which is important because otherwise you fall behind. But if you use it properly, it's also 
helps you plan what you want to do. So I could say, well, lay out your damn calendar and design the days you would like to have. That's what your calendar is, is for. So you can put in all sorts of things in there you want to do and that would be good for you. And that's a really good, a really good way to start being more industrious. Make a plan. You need a plan for three years. You need a plan for the next year. You need a plan for the next six months. You need a plan for the next three months. You need a plan for the week. You need a plan for the day. You need a plan for the hour. All of that, all of that. I make lists constantly of what I have to do. And they're like daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Right now, I can't look out more than about six months, you know, because my life is too complicated and chaotic. But, but you need a vision of who you could be, what character you could have. Three to five years out, you can't go much farther than that because life is too unpredictable, I think, to make vision that's longer term than that subject to there's too, too much chance associated with it to spend a lot of time on maybe you can stretch it to five years and in rare cases you can have a 10-year goal but it has to be pretty low resolution but you want plans at all those levels of resolution you want to write the things down and what because what are you going to do you're going to stumble around and get get what you need you're going to stumble around and be useful to other people and it's useful to be useful to other people you know they want to work with you then they want to do things with you they want to have you around they trust you they open up opportunities for you and if you stumble around like you're blind you're not going to get anywhere and then you're going to suffer and then you're going to be bitter and then you're going to be cruel so that's a that's hell that's a bad outcome values aren't created they're discovered and they're discovered through a consultation with the parts of yourself that you're not conscious of, that you're not fully conscious of, that aren't articulated, that aren't fully articulated elements of your primary personality. You have to discover what your values are. And you're informed about that, well, partly by other people who will object if your values aren't appropriate, but certainly by a dialogue with yourself and with your conscience. That's, that's a very important thing to know. It's part of the reason why I think that you need to tell the truth, because You're forced to negotiate with yourself to operate properly in the world. And if you've warped yourself, let's say, or some elements of yourself by engaging in self-deception and lies, and, and you're not now, because of that, you're not who you could be and you don't live in the world as you should live in it, then when you discuss with yourself what your value should be, it will be as if you're discussing it with someone that you can't trust. And that's that's not good like you, you can't afford that life is difficult and it contains many pitfalls and unless you're careful and you sort yourself out properly and you aim high and walk on the straight and narrow path you don't have a hope of understanding where you should be and at what time when the crisis hits part of the question then too is like are you the friend of your plan or are you the friend of the thing that disrupts your plan? And I would say you should work to become the friend of the thing that disrupts your plan because there's a lot of that. And then if you become the friend of the thing that disrupts your plan, then you, be, you start to develop strength in proportion to the, to the disruptive force. And that's really what you want. You want to be able to implement your plan, obviously, but you want to be able to take on the consequences of error. 
and learn from it. And then, then you win constantly because even if something goes sideways, you think there's something to be derived from this. That's wisdom, fundamentally. Plan a life you'd like to have. And, and you do that partly by referring to social norms. That's more or less rescuing your father from the belly of the whale. But the way, other way you do that is by having a little conversation with yourself about as, as if you don't really know who you are because you know what you're like. You won't do what you're told. You won't do what you tell yourself to do. You must have noticed that. It's like you're a bad employee and a worse boss. And, and both of those work you know, for you. You don't know what you want to do, and then when you tell yourself what to do, you don't do it anyways. You should fire yourself and find someone else to be. But, but you know, my point is, is that you have to understand that you're not your own servant, so to speak. You're someone that you have to negotiate with, and that's and you, you're someone that you want to present the opportunity of having a good life to. And that's hard for people because they don't like themselves very much. So, you know, they're always like cracking the whip and then procrastinating and cracking the whip and then procrastinating. And it's like, God, it's so boring and such a pathetic way of spending your time. I don't know what percentage of human effort is spent in counterproductive activity. You know, I, I'm, I'm not an absolute cynic about that. But I mean, when I talk to undergraduates, I ask them, you know, how much time do you waste every day by your own? Bracketing, and it's somewhere between five and eight hours. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of time. Well, I usually walk through. I walk the stu students through an economic analysis of that. I said, well, you know, why don't you value your time at fifty dollars an hour and calculate for yourself just exactly what you're doing to your future by your inability to discipline yourself. It's worth thinking through. Take a bit of a look at yourself and think about what's not so good that you could improve that you should improve by your own standards and that you would improve you know and set yourself a little goal um you know maybe you're not studying at all at, at, at your university or maybe you're maybe you're at work and you've got this stack of paper there you know and you haven't looked at that damn stack for like a month and you know that you should be and you're bo bothering yourself at night because you're avoiding that it's like maybe Think, well, I've avoided that stack of paper completely for one month. I'm quite a coward when it comes to whatever snakes might be hidden in that stack of paper. How about tomorrow I just, like, put that stack of paper in front of me on my desk and I, like, I glance through it for 15 seconds. See if I can do that. It's like, well, you set yourself a goal of improvement. You know, it's a humble goal because... Really, are you such a coward that the best that you can bloody well manage after a month of avoidance is 15 seconds of exposure to a stack of paper? You know, it could easily be. You've been avoiding it. So you're obviously afraid of it. And so the situation could be that dismal and dire. And you might think, well, geez, it's no bomb to my ego. It's no, it's, it's no, it's not fostering the, the strength of my ego to recognizing myself someone who could only withstand 15 seconds of exposure to that thing I'm afraid of and so that's a form of humility too it's like there's things you could do to improve and you know what they are and there's small steps that you could take that you might take that would put you in that direction and then the question is are you big enough to take those small steps you know are you capable of 
grappling with the fact that you're fundamentally flawed to the point where you have to break things down into almost childlike steps in order to manage them. And the answer to that is, yeah, you are. And that's the lot of, I don't know if it's the lot of everyone. Most people have things they avoid, you know, and they're afraid of. So I would say to some degree, it's the lot of everyone. People vary in the degree to which they've conquered that. And you do meet people from time to time who are extraordinarily disciplined. But most of the time they've got disciplined in exactly this manner, through slow incremental improvement. And then you challenge yourself. It's like, well, could I do this? That would be better. And you find out and then you think, well, is there something slightly larger and more challenging that I could do that would be better? And and you try it and you find out. And as you try it and you find out, generally you get better at it and you can take on larger and larger challenges.